Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ, and welcome to The Spirit of EQ podcast. In today's episode, we're going to look at refining your purpose. Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. After this podcast, listen for a special opportunity to learn more. Joining me as always is Jeff East. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hi, Eric, and everyone listening. So, Jeff, refining your purpose. So I guess that kind of tells our audience that we already kind of know what our purpose is, right? Another way to look at your purpose is, is a, a word or two words that we use in the six-second model of mm-hmm. emotional intelligence called noble goal. Right. And I know right. we've had some podcasters, at least one podcast uh, in the that you've done, you, if you're not familiar, you might want to listen to again. Right. But noble goal is what defines who you are. It's a goal that is not achievable. It's not a goal like I want to be a millionaire or own the company or have this or do that. Mm-hmm. It's what gets you up in the morning, and it's what you really want people to be talking about at the end of your life or the end of your career, not to be morbid, but what right. are they going to say when you're not around? Today's episode, quite frankly, it might be a two in one, right? So you could be someone who has kind of defined what their purpose is, mm-hmm. or you could come to the episode today kind of going, you know, I really don't know. In the work that we do in emotional intelligence at Spirit of EQ, Jeff, where does the noble goal, what's its place in, in, in that? Okay, if you look at the model of, of our emotional intelligence, uh, which you can find on Spirit Spirit of EQ website. You can also right. find it on the six second website. It's circular and it's divided into three areas. Know, which is the basics of knowing yourself. Right. Uh, how well do you understand emotions? Do you recognize your patterns? Then there's the choose part, which is where you decide what you're going to do from the information that you just gathered. Exercising optimism, your motivation, things like that. Then we mm-hmm. get into the give part, which is really 
where everything actually happens out in the world. There's empathy, increasing your empathy. Right. And then what I think is the, the foundation of everything is the noble goal because it's going to define why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so that it's, to me, is the most important part of our model of emotional intelligence. And then outside of our model of emotional intelligence, I'm seeing that people that either have a named noble goal or have whatever they're living by are the ones that are making a difference in the world. And, and I want to be uh, respectful for those of you that may have in the past or may be struggling now with well, what is my purpose? What am I trying? You know, what do I want to be? What do I want based on the things you mentioned, Jeff? Mm-hmm. The idea of just saying, hey, I'm living with a purpose, Jeff, or I'm living with a purpose, Eric. Um, I, I, I believe in what I'm doing. The generalities are probably not the best route to take. Would you agree? Or No, you need to define it. When, when I work with someone that I'm coaching and they work on this, I, I want them to get it down to a concise sentence mm-hmm. that sticks with them, that doesn't change. And my, my, my noble goal is to help people find the art in themselves. Right. Very simple, very hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something that you can wake up with. You start your day with that. Okay. You end your day with that. And, you, and it should be a part of you no matter what the situation you're in, uh, whether it's driving in traffic, mm-hmm. working with a coworker, having discussion with your spouse, uh, the person waiting you on you at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That noble goal should have bearing on everything you do. So is this something that you could just keep up in your uh, cerebral area? Can we just keep it on the brain, no need to write it down? Or do you think writing it down is important? I, I think writing it down is important because now you've you've committed to it. It's, right. it's there in black and white, carved in stone, whatever word you want to use. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very important to do that. And it's not easy to do that. I know some people, when this concept comes up, boom, they've got it. I mean, you're sitting with them, the light comes on, and they mm-hmm. go, okay, now this makes sense. This is what it is. Other people might take a year. And right. that, that's the roadblocks of, of trying to name your noble goal is you have to make sure it fits you. Okay, so it's got to be personalized. It's got to make sense for you. And I would also say, too, I, kn- I know that at least here in America, you know, sometimes it can be difficult because so much of the messaging is not around this kind of thing. Right. Um, most people appreciate it when they hear it. Like if mm-hmm. you say, hey, what's your purpose in life? People kind of go, that's, that's cool. That's, that's great. But the messaging from, you know, the various sources of media don't necessarily lift that up. So it can be even more difficult, I think. So you mentioned the idea of roadblocks. So when I think of a roadblock is kind of like that idea that I'm driving down the road, everything's great. And then all of a sudden traffic comes to a crawl and I'm going, oh, no, this must mean. Is that kind of yeah. is that a good analogy for that? Um, yeah, that's part of it. When you're trying to name it. You have to remember that you're going to be fulfilling it in the real world. Mm-hmm. So just naming your noble goal is not going to change everything and everybody around you. So you have to make sure you frame it and understand it in a way that knows or that understands that, okay, today everything I do might be totally in line with my noble goal. And I'm going to stick with it. Tomorrow I might be having a bad day. We're human. And I'm not going to fulfill it as well as I do, but it's still there. So what that roadblock is, giving up too easy. And the other roadblock, I think, to naming your noble goal is trying to make it sound too lofty and, and right. 
you know, Shakespearean language or, or whatever it is. It's simple. It's what you have to live with. You so mean it's not going to be in the Sistine Chapel? It's right? not going to be in the Sistine Chapel and, and okay. uh, in Old English. It's going to be. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be in the real world. And as we all know, the real world gets down and dirty and not fun sometimes. Yeah, that's that's very true. I, I would kind of reference too uh, for the audience. I know from my own personal experience, uh, I went through a process called focus living, uh, and this was maybe I don't know fifteen years ago. And it was all about discovering what you feel like God had put you on the planet for. Part of the process was you, you had to write a vision statement. And I still remember walking around on my deck under a gazebo area and just being absolutely petrified of writing down <laughs> this vision. And for me, it was rooted around, if I write this down, then it's kind of like what you were saying. I'm, I'm saying, I'm telling the world that, I don't know about you, but this is what I was put here for. And that's a little daunting. Now, fortunately, I had some coaches and mentors that kind of reminded me, you know, ease up on yourself there. It's, it, it's, it's something that you can build. It doesn't have to happen today. Like you're pointing to, sometimes it takes a year, um, even if you're going to a seminar. So that's, uh, that's great well, uh, insight. In, in my case, my noble goal popped into my head after about six months of working on it. A song came to me when I was riding a motorcycle down through Southern Ohio. Mm. And I had to pull over oh and, and find some place to write it down. So you don't know when it's, it's going to be. And that's the other roadblock is just expecting it to come easy. It isn't sometimes. I'm glad to hear you say that, Jeff, too, because I know and when we've done presentations and talks, um, you know, even in the podcast, some of our former episodes, we, we try to remind that you've got to be willing to put in the practice and the work. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're not willing to practice and work, it, this is probably just going to be kind of a frustrating exercise for you. But I can't think of a more um, important thing to be putting in uh, mm -hmm. practice and work. So I'm curious, you mentioned this uh, earlier offline, making hay. Now, when I hear that, Jeff, I think farmer thing, you know, like make hay <laughs> while the sun shines, you know, that kind of deal. And I'm sure that's a money-making term, too. But <laughs> yeah. So what is that all about? All right. Well, it is a farmer term. I am I grew up on a dairy farm. Now, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can take the boy off the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the boy. Uh, when you're bailing hay, it's a like most things in life that you don't really know anything about. It's usually more complicated than we think it is. When you're baling hay, you just don't go out, mow the hay down, and bale it and be done. That's called the first cutting when you go out and bale. Then you let the, the plants grow again, and then you go a second cutting, and then you do a third cutting. And if you get real lucky, you might even get a fourth cutting out of it. Now, the interesting thing, and this goes back to the refining part, that first cutting has the most volume. You get the most hay out of it, but it's the lowest quality. Interesting. Because it has all the weeds in it. Because the weeds normally don't grow back after you mow them down. And it has, it, early in the year, it grows really fast, so it's got a lot more stems in it than the, the, the leaves and things that are really the nutrients for, the, for, in this case, our dairy cows. So you come back, and you don't get as much on that second cutting. But it's higher quality. It has more nutrition in it for the cows. Uh, the bales are actually heavier because it's more, it's just got more stuff in it. And then, so it's refined down. You get maybe not as much, 
but you get a lot higher quality. And the same for that third, or if you get lucky, that fourth cutting. So when you're looking at your noble goal, or when you look at trying to live your noble goal, that first cutting, that first thing, you might have lots of stuff going on and a lot of volume, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's not the quality you want. Maybe you're getting a lot of outcome, but it's not the quality outcome you want. So that's that's the, the making hay, the refining. When you're looking at it, you'll learn that, where am I going to put my effort into it? What is going to be the important thing? Am I, sometimes that first cutting is important because you, know, you need the volume to get the cows through the winter, but you might not have that good hay to give them when they need it. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at that with the noble goal. I hate to use it word, where am I using it at? But am I using it where I get the most or the best results? Do I want a lot of results? Or do I want to have really good results? That's uh, that's a great insight because there's always things that you can be involved in, right? Mm-hmm. That may be on the face are good things, but they may not be the best place for that noble goal to be. I, I'm going to use just the, the sort of the word picture, at least in my head, about what you pour your noble goal into. Exactly. Um, so that's a that's a great analogy. Let's talk a little bit about some of the practical tips. I, th- I think we've done a pretty decent job here, kind of giving people a sense about how this all connects. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back a little bit before we go forward. When we talked about the noble goal and the place in our model, am I understanding right that the noble goal is really kind of the support and the undergirding of, of emotional intelligence? Meaning, the better my noble goal, the stronger my noble goal, the better I'm going to be at the other competencies that you mentioned? Yeah, I, I what I believe is these other competencies, you can learn to do them. You know, your boss may tell you, you, you know, you have to go through these steps. But it's not going to be a part of you until you get the why. Why am I doing this? Yeah. If you don't have that why, mm-hmm. you're just doing it by rote. By training, we can all learn to do the six second pause. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But am I doing learning to do that six second pause? Because I really, you know, I'm, I'm having a confrontation with Eric right now. And mm-hmm. do I do the six second pause because my boss says so, because I have to get along with Eric so we can get the project done. Or am I doing it because I see Eric as a valuable person and I want what's best for him along with what's best for me. So it, it's, it provides the why, why am I doing these things? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a, that's a great way of uh, putting it, Jeff. So let's talk about some of those practical steps for the for the road ahead. I know you've mentioned uh, to me before about how important the noble goal is from a fit perspective. Mm-hmm. And and I in a in a time long long ago in a galaxy far far away <laughs> would certainly say it was someone who would feel the pressure of how would this person see my purpose and how would this person perceive me and. I, people pleasing and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So can you unwrap a little bit about what does that mean that the noble goal needs to fit? It needs to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. The, the analogy that I, I, I'm thinking of is uh, if, if we're going to go to the state fair and we're going to walk a lot, or we're going to go to Disney World and walk a lot, or we're going to be someplace where we're going to be on our feet a lot, mm-hmm. we have a pair of go-to shoes mm-hmm. that are comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's easy to pick those shoes out because you know when you get done with that day, you've made the right choice. You know, you're not going to get blisters you know, as, as best as possible. You're not going to be 
feet are aching. So you want them to be comfortable. You it's like a that favorite pair of old worn out. Usually they're worn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very seldom are you going to put brand new right out of the box shoes on and go on a hike. Mm-hmm. That's not real wise. Right. So you, you want the you want them to be comfortable, easy to put on. And they also have to be good for that long walk, for the journey that you're on. Mm-hmm. You don't want your noble goal to be so convoluted and complicated and results-oriented that it's going to be hard to stick with it. You know, that's a great point, Jeff. And that makes me think about um, how many messages we hear daily of how we're ultimately being told in many times about how we should live our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about that and, and the idea that... I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, when when you have all these messages that say, well, you should want this and you should want that and you need to have this and you need to have that, it can be very confusing because inside of you is that voice that's not screaming like all those other messages that you're hearing. So what would you say to someone that says, you know, uh, I thought I wanted to be this, you know, I wanted to be an attorney, but now that I'm here... You know, I I, it, I feel like it's just, I just don't get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Or, hey, you know what? I thought going into this relationship with this girl or guy or whatever, you know, seemed like it, but I'm, I just don't. So what do you do when someone's kind of confused about the fit? I mean, it's because it's a tough conversation, right? To mm-hmm. tell somebody or tell a, a company or a college that, I'm sorry, this is not for me. I'm out. I mean, that's really tough work, right? Well, you go back and you you think about, you know, there's a lot of people that have become successful in not what they trained for, and it might be it might be what they're trained for, but they took a completely different direction. Let's say your 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 lawyer friend went through all that, and and he's a good lawyer, she's a good lawyer, but they're not getting fulfilled. So their noble goal that their purpose could maybe shoot them in a different direction. Maybe they're making tons of money doing corporate law. Mm-hmm. But then they go, this is not what I see myself doing the rest of the life. So maybe they, um, I can't think of the right term, The uh, they might work for an agency that helps. Maybe doing more pro bono work. Or, or pro bono work or working mm-hmm. for an agency that does, you know, their noble goal might make them decide the money's not important. Mm-hmm. I did this because I want to help people yeah. and, and helping, you know, somebody argue over a copyright is not giving right. me any energy. Right. There's one thing I think about that too. And it's, it's not, we don't put a ton of emphasis on this uh, specifically in the emotional intelligence work uh, or content that we have. However, I would tell you whether this was a podcast about emotional intelligence or if it was about farming or if it was about, you know, basketball, I would tell any human being, you have to define what's most important to you. And then you'll be able to make decisions with a lot more conviction. And then as you craft a noble goal, it's almost a way of self-accountability because if money's not that important to you and you've made it clear that it's not a high priority, then you'll be able to go, then why am I heading into copyright law? Or why am I heading into litigation? Uh, You know, those kind of, whatever it may be. Because I've met so many people, so many clients, where they haven't defined. They've never sat down to say, you know what? Here are the five things that I feel I will pound the table for. And it's just such an important exercise uh, to make. 
uh, to do. Kind of summing that up, your noble goal needs to be a fit for you. Mm -hmm. Think of it in terms of maybe potentially like a comfortable shoe for the type of journey that you're going to be on. Defining it may not happen overnight. Exactly. Some people it does. Some people it might take a bit longer. And then I think another key point that leaped out to me, Jeff, and I'll certainly give you an opportunity uh, to rehash too, is the idea of writing it down. Mm -hmm. Don't let it just ruminate in your in your head. And I, I just want to add one more thing about writing it down. It's okay if you need to write three or four sentences at the beginning. Mm. And then then you refine it down to that one sentence. I think it's really important that you you do have it in one sentence. Okay, that's that's a good point. And let's stay on that for a second. Well, Jeff, what if I, I kind of like a paragraph? It's like a great story. <laughs> Why is that not as optimal as, as you just alluded to, a sentence? Because I think it's going to be real hard for you to get up every morning and recite that paragraph in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It would be for me at least. Right. And I think it's it's almost like the elevator speech of your life. Yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it. And I historically, I, I'd always struggled with when people would ask me, "So, what do you do?" You know, and if you think about that question, it's it's a lot more powerful than it is today because today it's worn out. Mm -hmm. You go to a barbecue. What's inevitably? What do you do? You go to a you know an event of whatever. What do you do? You know, networking. What do you do? Well, if you think about it. It really shouldn't cause as much stress as I think we make it because like I'm thinking of myself, you know, now I tell people we help companies and individuals make better decisions through emotional intelligence. And, that really and, kind of sums it up, right? And how much more powerful would that be if you can say why you do it? Okay, there you go. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're putting together a little semi role play on how to create the noble goal. So Eric just said, right, that's me, that when people ask me what do I do, I tell them we help companies and individuals make better decisions through emotional intelligence. So Jeff, might I say the reason why we do that is because we hate seeing people stuck. There you go. Okay. Now, maybe I'm going to refine that a little bit because that's kind of like two sentences. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? We hate seeing people stuck, so we help them make better decisions with emotional intelligence. And just one more thought. I keep having these thoughts. We a, will let you keep going, Jeff. A company can have a noble goal. I could see that. Which I think it's, you know, we have core values and mm -hmm. we have this and we have that. But how often does a company go, why? Yeah, I mean, and, and I know Simon Sinek, right, the the one that kind of like blew that up mm -hmm. to its, mm -hmm. its size, which is is great. I think, which is even more powerful, is if you encounter a company that actually does live out what their why is. Mm -hmm. I sometimes am quite suspicious of marketing. Maybe it's the Seth Godin quote, you know, that marketing is the lie that reinforces the lie we tell ourselves, <laughs> you know. But in the end, if you say that your noble goal is to make sure that no child goes without shoes and your toms, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see that that's happening. And my gut is, in, in the case of Tom's, I believe that's their social belief, is that you buy a pair of their shoes, another pair of shoes goes to a kid in a third world country. That, to me, is a living out. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And they could probably be much, be much more financially successful if they didn't do that. Oh, my gosh, yes. But how much 
more satisfaction mm-hmm. do the people that work there have? Yeah. yeah. You know, the owners and, and, you know, I don't know how they're set up board or whatever, knowing that they are making a difference in the world. And, okay, we can live with not making as much money. That's not as important. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. Well, everyone, we thank you for joining us as always. Jeff, thank you for your uh, presence and time. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for subscribing and listening to the Spirit of EQ podcast with Jeff East and Eric Pennington. Spirit of EQ is a preferred partner of Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network. Six Seconds is a nonprofit organization researching what works in emotional intelligence. Best practices are shared through methods and tools that are global, scientific, and transformational. To find out more about Spirit of EQ or to request a speaker, go to spiritofeq.com. Our contact information is in the podcast show notes as well. And now for our special offer. Hi, this is Jeff again. I just want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or want more information about anything we've talked about, just send me a quick email. And my email is jeff at spiritofeq.com, and I'll get right back with you. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So. Yes. How do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So we're, we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay. All but, right. But, but not, still, not totally we want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based, and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.